0: All right, guys, welcome back to Surviving Hollywood. I'm Johnny Ray Diaz. I am Aaron Arnold.
1: I am Austin Arnold.
0: Hope you guys are doing really good out there. Um, we actually just uh, had an awesome podcast with a uh, buddy of mine, uh, Zypany Bakum. And uh, I actually know him because we are in this uh, group. Called. If you want to call it. Sure, why not? Call, it's called a, The Surge Mastermind. And uh, we're in a special... I know, right? It's not a cult. We're it's just not a it. cult. There is an initiation done. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but no, uh, we're in a special group of essentially of uh, upcoming filmmakers, directors, writers, producers, hosts. I mean, it's a plethora of different people in the industry. And uh, we've connected in the group. And um, I invited them to join us in the podcast because uh, Zypani is a jack of all traits. You know, I mean, this guy... Has worked in uh, as an actor, producer, uh, writer. Um, he's currently working for one of the largest film marketing firms, um, where they've tested films like Green Book, um, or some of the other ones that they did, Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Um, I mean, huge movies, basically. And he, what I what I liked about this interview is talking to him about the process of how you know they they take a huge. Film, let's say for example, *Bohemian Rhapsody*, and you know they change it based on those those audience reactions, and those are the this is the final product that we actually end up watching. So,
1: I loved how he they not only do the big budget movies, but they also do indie movies as well. So, just from an actor's point of view, how much would that cost if I had an indie feature film that I wanted market tested to see if it was good or improvements and stuff? We ask him. We ask him about uh, feature films that he's writing, producing, and gonna be casting. So um, that was my biggest sort of takeaway out of it from the actor's point of view.
0: And I thought you were gonna show me your real. I don't know what happened, but.
1: The thing is, I don't want it to get pulled because there's so many network clips on there. <laughs> That's true. No, the, li- the Lifetime movie, Aaron and I did, It gets pulled all the time. So I would've pulled it up on Vimeo. Hey, you'll see what we're talking about um, in the pod. Yeah,
2: listen, real recognizes real. That's all I'll say.
0: Enjoy the podcast.
3: I know how long people have known me by what they call me. So that's, that's the craziest thing. So growing up, you know, I grew up in the Midwest. So, uh, People called me by my nickname, which was so fucked up, they called me bunny. Right? Bunny. So yeah, so I
0: don't get it. So sir. okay,
3: so my obviously growing up in white America, White Iowa, right? Uh, my parents were like, Okay, so my full name is Siphony, and so the last the suffix is P A N I. And so they're like, Okay, we're gonna chop the X A Y and we're gonna go you for now forever since kindergarten are going to spell your name p-a-n-i and it's going to be pronounced bunny what yeah so,
0: what? how does that seem like a good idea
3: so it's so fucked up too so when i, I obviously you know when first day of class right every year people are like <laughs> people are like i'm sorry man pa- penny back, <laughs> penny back uh but obviously you know growing up after that after what grade school after what fifth grade people people knew yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't panty. So, right. yeah.
0: I mean, that's, dude, that's brutal as a kid, because when you're a kid, your name is like, yeah. you know, if you have a weird name, people just roast you all the time.
3: Yeah. To so. trust. It, it was not good. And then, and then obviously then with college, uh, half people called me by, you know, and then half called me by my, you know, by bunny. And then, uh, then when I moved to LA uh, people, I thought I got rid of the whole bunny thing, right? And then uh one of my first shitty jobs was at a hotel and a buddy, a buddy my guy from my hometown hooked me up and all of a sudden I'm walking around and I introduced myself and I was like, hey guys like Siphony, nice to meet you. They're like, yo, I thought your name was Bunny. <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 so yeah. Um, and then so then people call me Sai now. Cy? So okay. yeah, but Sai people call me Sai because of uh, the marketing job, the film you know, the film intelligence marketing job because I would just go by Siphony and people were just like, yo, it's too difficult to. Like, I don't think it's s- hard to say once you said it yeah. a couple of times. Like, but
1: when if you, you just see it on yeah. paper,
3: you're like, I don't know how
0: to. But
1: that's you know. the
3: thing, right? So right. when I do a studio execs, when I, you know, when they know like, hey, Siphony is going to be your point guy, blah, 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 And then they meet and then they see just, you know, the email, they see the X and they're just like, yeah, like I go sigh and they're like okay but the fucked up thing is my my oldest brother goes by Sai. like he's been gone going by Sai since he was like you know grade school so then uh when we did a screening in chicago where he lives i introduced him to people and they're like oh two sides that's crazy and he's like no i'm the real Sai. like that dude's <laughs> like he's stealing my name
0: <laughs> so now the question is what do you want us to call you
3: Call me Sipony. I don't really give a shit, man, because right. it's like, you know, whatever. But Sipony, <laughs> like I go by siphonies, but if you guys. Right. I'm going to call you that because that's how I know you. But although, you guys... I was, I was, I
0: was, although I was using it as a Z because that's how I heard other people call you that. So I assume that's what it was. So now, a... now I'm the fool. <laughs> dude,
3: right. you're not a fool. Um, we're, all, we're all fools, right? We're all living in the.
1: Dude. So, so go ahead. I was just going to ask, is, is the marketing research company, is that your main hat? Because I'm looking on IMDb and you've done No. Of- so
3: uh, do we want to record this or do we like, or do we, do you guys want to know the whole. Re- been recording, bro. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, we're okay. going to,
0: we're going to cut some of the beginning off. Okay. And,
3: you know. Uh, so the, obviously came out here as an actor, you know, and then auditioned a shit ton, booked, right. And then, you know, for like a period of five years, it was just me and like one or two other people up like big movies top tv shows you know reoccurring whatever guest starings and the, uh, and then the economy tanked 2007 2008 right <clears throat> and it just re just demolished the industry and it was weird because you guys remember remember the movie crank With yeah i the, like they that like statham. that movie yeah yeah so yeah. i went up for uh oh jason statham yeah yeah so i was I went up for um, the Pedro role, you know the guy Pedro from fucking. uh, Is
0: that the main bad guy in the? the No, no,
3: no, no, no. The the his best friend, like the like.
0: Oh, I know the guy on the payphone.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, no, the the guy who plays Pedro in Napoleon Dynamite. uh, Napoleon Dynamite, yeah, that dude. So, you know, and he's he's like a supporting role, right? He's in it through the whole movie, and I went up for. I was like, it was, it was me, and then obviously, um, he got it because he's a somewhat name, but literally like a year later after the economy tanked um i went up same casting and director and i was going for an under five and i was like what what like what happened i went used, used to go up for i mean i when i tell you one of everything i was like green hornet like you know the dude that ended up was me and like him and whatever obviously because he has a name he got it that's uh, harold
2: that's harold right from harold and kumar
3: no, that no. dude, that dude who got it is a huge Taiwanese pop star.
0: I was going to say yeah, it's not yeah. John Cho. No, no.
3: no. <laughs> but I love him too cuz actually uh I went up against him for uh uh Star Trek. Right? Mm. Yeah. That was big, so, that was a big role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and then uh I was just like what the like what the hell? Like I used to get um, like Joel Silver because he did uh, Speed Racer so I was up for that role one of the roles in there and then you know uh, like I had an email my they sent my managers like we love him we're going to sign him up for our next project and I was like well you already know what your next project is so let's go let's roll which was Ninja Assassin but obviously the guy who got mm-hmm. Speed Racer ended up doing Ninja Assassin so I do remember was, that movie actually yeah and I was yeah. and that dude was a pop star he's where is he from? Uh, he's actually Thai, where the where the hell? No, Korean, Korean pop star. They call him the, like the Asian usher. Um, <laughs> so he ended up getting that role. So I, I guess I just need to be a pop star to get popping off. Right. So I are you know as uh,
2: agile and dexterous as some of those people that you, that you? You know,
3: yeah. I, like, unfortunately I was probably not for unfortunately, but yeah. All those guys didn't know any martial arts. I do Mark. No, I do know martial arts. So but I, I fought it for the longest time. Like anybody, I would almost lie, right? Like, do you know martial arts? I'm like, yeah, I can I can handle myself because I didn't want to be that guy, right? No, what are you saying?
0: I don't want to be that guy. What do you mean? Like you a, we'll work, st- a working
2: st- actor, a success? No, no, <laughs> no. no, no.
3: The, the stereotype, right? I, like it was weird because um, you know, I was growing like growing up. People would always say, oh, you remind me of Bruce Lee," and I was like, "Dude, I don't look like anything like Bruce Lee." You know, they're like, "Oh, what Asian?" So, so you um, do you don't
0: want to be in that Asian stereotype. Basically. Yeah,
3: so I, I fought yeah. it for the longest time. Um, and the craziest thing was, I read for. Uh, remember that game Tekken? Mm-hmm. You remember that game? Yeah, I remember
0: they made a, They made a movie.
3: Yes. So I, never,
0: I don't think I remember. I don't know if I saw the movie or it was the movie wasn't good. So I, I was happened.
3: up for that, right? I was that was down to me and whoever got the dude got it, and um, it got to the point where. Uh, they go, hey, we want to see some martial arts. Like, can you do some flips and shit like that? Well, I can't do flips and shit. Like I can do martial arts, I can beat people up, but I can't do like the acrobatics and stuff like that. Um, and I remember sitting down with the director and I don't know if this is a compliment. You guys can t- ask, tell me if this is a compliment. So I got done, read for the director. And the director was like, man, you, I don't know if you know, but I directed this movie. Called Bloodsport. Uh, I I remember that movie. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yep. And he was like, and uh he was like, I don't know if you saw it. It was called Bloodsport. It was with Jean-Claude Van Damme And you remind me of a young Jean-Claude Van Damme, your charisma and everything like that. So I was like, well, he was great, but he sucks as an actor. I mean, I mean,
0: (laughs) Whoa, 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 hold on, (laughs) hold on, man. I'm not, I'm not gonna let you come on the podcast. And
3: talk shit but about no, no, no. my boy, all right? Well, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. But like, he's great in that one was, character. Yes, exactly. I, I like, mean, the quest. Come like, on, dude. Time cop. Yeah, you Get gotta, the hell out of here, dude. You, you got to cut. You got to cut that out. You can't. You can't right. say because I actually love uh, Van Damme. So, right. uh, but I'll like, yeah, the actually. one, the one note actor, right? Yeah, he's so, great. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I don't really know how to take that, um, but I didn't. I, because I would. I would, I would say it's a compliment. First, right. Yeah,
2: for sure, especially at that time. Yeah, you think so? yeah no absolutely. one for being yeah. tough and good looking and successful, definitely a compliment. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> well, I, you know, I, then again too, right? Like the what does he call it himself? The muscles from Brussels. Muscles and
0: in, muscles in Brussels. Brussels, yeah, something. Yeah, 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 something yeah. like that. That's kind of cringe. That's yeah. cringe.
3: <laughs> so yeah, it was. That was yeah. So, so, I, just, was so- I just fought that stereotype.
0: So wow. uh, obviously, so it sounds like you were kind of going through your own hurdles at the industry. Yes. Dealing with stereotypes in the early yes. 2000s. So then at what point did you sort of make a transition? Because like kind of like what Austin was saying, you, you have so many different hats.
3: Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So my bad. My bad, Austin. No, no, no. So <laughs> I was enjoying
1: the story. Keep going.
3: Um, so yeah, I just was. So then, you know, during that year of after the, the shutdown, you know, the economy tanking, I was just like, okay, I, I need to do something different. So um, I just met a guy who became like my producing mentor. Um, his name is Chan Gluck. He is, you know, he's, he's half Japanese and he's, and he's half white, half Jewish, uh, which he's got an interesting story. Um, his dad actually was, was, uh, what's his name? Steven Seagulls. Like sensei, hmm.
2: yeah. What's Seagull. the style that Steven Seagal practices again?
3: I don't know, badassery. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know, but it's some like it's kind of like uh, what kempo or some Japanese.
2: Uh, yeah, you know, something like that. It's not kempo, but something. like that. It's not kempo, but something like that.
3: But yeah, he's he's actually he would tell me stories about how back in the day uh, Seagal stayed with his family in Japan, and while his dad while he was learning. So, but, um, but he got into, you know, he's a, he's a successful commercial. He has also directed a couple of films like Japanese films, but pretty much he found a niche for himself. Any American movie that needed a Japanese, um, that had a Japanese element to it, they would hire his company. Like he was, you know, like he did black rain, uh, Mr. Baseball, uh, black rain was Michael Douglas. Mr. Baseball with Tom Selleck, you know, all of these like Japanese uh, movies. Um, so uh, but yeah, so I learned under him uh, and then, you know, we like we we did this. Uh, the American side to this, the largest at the time, the largest uh, Japanese graphic novel, which is called the 20th Century Boy, um, which and you the know, Japanese my...
2: probably have a lot of graphic novels, dude. Yeah,
3: best. and it was like it was like the top one at the time. And it was mm-hmm. crazy. So we like shot down. We shot in New York and we we shot Times Square, and which was crazy because i you know I lived in New York for a year, and I was like, there's no way, and like it was shut down. You know, so it was it was pretty cool. Um, and then just kind of bounced around through, like hit you know just like it's ups and flows, man. You guys know the industry's ups and flows. So when it
1: rains, it rains. You know and what was your or what, what was your role you were producer when you would yeah so down i
3: started t-shirt. it's weird so i just started like i just started off with him and um him and, and another uh like another independent company and like i started off as like like a transpo guy like the transpo captain i was like what the fuck right. right um and then second ad you know first ad started like like we did a commercial uh, target commercial sean white you know Um,
2: Mountain Dews baby
3: yeah (laughs) and then you know and then we did like I did some stuff with Walmart you know and then uh, and like I said I was talking to you guys or Johnny earlier uh, this is not through his company but through a different company um, got hired on and we did a Swiss Air commercial with Mark Forster which was Mark Forster's first commercial you know Mark Forster was he's the guy who did Finding Neverland Quantum Solus. Meeting, yeah. uh, quantum and he just so when we got to him he just got done with uh quantum solace so mm. and that was his first big budget movie and so that was pretty interesting talking to him um because like when we we would have just the production team we, we had dinner and one of the dinners that we had he he was just telling us he you know because he comes from the very independent world you know with little money tight budget and he was like with quantum solace everything was storyboarded for him, you mm. know, everything was just like all laid out for him and he just had to pick. This is what I want. This is what I want. And like nothing, it, it was just, it was mind boggling to him. You know, when he was, he was telling us like the whole process, you know, of, of right. you know, of everything. Cause it was like a poor, athra, which, which he was not used to cause you know um, but in some, I don't know. Did you guys like the movie?
0: Yeah, I, I did. I did like the movie. I mean, I like, I like all the Daniel Craig, James Bonds, to be honest with you. Quantum I Solace, it. yeah, I recall yeah.
2: liking that. It was a good
0: one, right? <laughs> so, you know.
2: It was, it was good,
0: no. Actually, I really like Casino Royale. I actually just rewatched Casino Royale the other day. Yeah,
3: well, that was the first uh, one. That was, yeah. that was the first one, and then he- was- Is
2: Quantum Solace the one where they f- see, he goes back to his old manor and they see his dad's gravestone? No, 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 no. no. That was Quantum
3: Solace one. was the one where they go into the desert uh, randomly and then he's, like, the whole last half of the movie was in what seemed to be, like, Saudi Arabia, right? And, yeah. And it was with...
2: Oh, is that when he's running through the Saudi Arabian streets in this big sandstorm? Or am I thinking it's still a... Yeah, storm? I think that's there's the one. There is a that's sandstorm. The, yeah. That's the mummy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. That's the rock is the scorpion king. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah.
3: And then every other right
0: movie. no I, I do really like, i do like those i did like that movie and i did like i do like daniel craig as james bond um i'm looking forward to the to the newest one when that comes out because i know rami malik is playing the main yeah main villain which that should be I, good i like him so um that'll be really cool so working with mark Forster, were you it was a commercial that you guys collaborated yeah, on so that or? was his
3: first one and it was it was crazy because obviously swiss air and he's you know from he's swiss and that was the whole thing right they and they created this whole thing, this whole buzz around him. And they, they had a whole team and um, like through the marketing, uh, like they had an intern leaking stuff. This was like pre-viral, right? This was like the whole, this is where the term viral came from. Really? Around this, what time? Like or whatever that, whatever Call him the Solace was. Um, 2010? Yeah, like because people didn't know what viral meant right at the time. Right, And so, so they were like, oh, that was a whole coin term of like, we're going to go viral. I, re- I remember sitting down with them. And it was like the market. 2008 team. was when Quantum Assaults came yeah. out. And I was like, what the fuck is viral? Like, are you sick? Like, what's, what's <laughs> going on here? Like, what's going on? That's usually but, what it, it was. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, no, we have this guy leaking out with this intern leaking out. And so this, this literally through the whole process, uh, they had this intern uh, following Mark and just sitting on his computer typing away, you know, leaking out footage or leaking out, you know, like tweeting and all that other crap. And so, you know, that's, and it it caused a lot of buzz. I mean, people were like, Oh, what is he doing? And then, you know, um, that commercial was so was, was awesome because, uh, I had my hand in everything in that. Right. Um, I helped cast it. Um, I worked with the, uh i was liaison with the the marketing team from switzerland became really good friends with those guys you know and then also uh the point uh the top exec for swiss air at the time which was cool because he taught me he had like a he had property in thailand because i'm thai and he had property in thailand and he was telling me my history thailand history which i was like oh i didn't know that so he's like yeah i live in thailand i have a house and i was like oh okay cool um and then just like seeing like yeah like i said the whole process and how it all, how it all trans, transpired and came together and, um, actually just rewatched like that whole segment. Cause there was a documentary about it too. Like it's on YouTube, like you, you can follow the whole process of it. Um, of, it was, of, make, of
0: making that, oh, that, whole that commercial. Thing.
3: Oh yeah. of That whole thing. Because it was like at the time it was cutting edge, right. Mm-hmm. Um, leaking out information and, and, and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Out of
0: pure curiosity, I don't know if you know this, but how much would a director like that get paid? Any idea?
3: Well, <laughs> I was, Well, I I, I mean, know, you just directed a huge S-Von now you're a well, commercial. Well, here's the thing, right? Like, I know what they paid him, like, like because, like, I shouldn't know what everything costs, but I know what everything costs. So, I don't know, how, like, am I gonna get in trouble? No, like, you
0: don't, have to, look, if you don't want to say- Don't tell us what, about him, just say
3: generally what those yeah. guys get paid. Well, it's weird, right? It depends, Cause see, that's what's so shady about our, our industry, right? People-
0: But he's a name now, so it's like- So right?
3: back then, okay, so what I know, right? What I was told from the, the execs, right? Was that he, for that spot himself- like, I
0: don't, you don't have to put his name to it. This could yeah. be, this is generally so, speaking- this,
3: this guy, this guy, right? Generally made a couple, two to five million for, for that commercial. Right. Nice. So, but that was, but not he's that also, much, not that much. <laughs> I'd I, I take it. I'd take it. So, but that's the thing though. Like he was enti- like, he was enticed. Like, you know, some, somebody enticed him and said this is what we're going to do. So, right. um, so if anybody hears or listens to this from either company, like there's a disclaimer that I don't, I, what I say could be could or could not be true. <laughs>
0: I mean, cause I, yeah, like, I mean, there's not, I feel like most directors are not like, hell yeah, let's direct a commercial. You know They, always, they, like, they do it for the there's, money. Be, yeah, of course, yeah, there's, there's gotta be some incentive.
2: Why do any be- of us do a commercial? Very true.
3: Right, like, Very well, true. I mean, it's just like, you know, a lot of A-list celebrities go over, go over to Europe and just over, overseas and does commercials, right? Right. Uh, that know, we don't see. Ever, nobody will that see That we never see, right? But right. they get paid millions and millions of dollars. You know, right? Um, you know, the biggest question that I had for the past couple of years was why was Matthew McConaughey doing Lincoln? Lincoln, right? right? But it makes sense now, and he's like, he because he's been touring around and talking about how he's being you know picking and because he doesn't want to do a shitty movie, so he'd rather do something that he believes in, like you know his Jack Dane, is it Jack No it Wild Turkey, Wild Turkey, yeah. or oh, yeah. you yeah. know Lincoln? So. Like, I ain't hating, you know? So, he makes, he makes I think movies, that's cool. So, yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, the, that day, well, Brad Pitt, right, well, he did that Heineken commercial that was released years ago, but they released um, it in the US. Do you remember, remember that? It. No. Yeah, it was like around the Super Bowl or something that they released it, you know? So, yeah, man. Would it's you want to now. do yeah. Would yeah. you rather work like one or two days on a, on a commercial, a Heineken commercial, or would you rather work? <sighs> A whole month on a shitty ass. Uh,
2: movie. Uh, I'll grind it out, dude. Shitty ass I, movie. I go, go with the commercial.
0: Go with the movie, dude. I'm, I like to earn my money. <laughs> i Like to feel like I did something for if it. If it
2: was a decent movie, I'd go with the movie. But if it's a shitty ass movie, I'll go with the car <laughs> You know.
3: But yeah. So then I just I went through that, learned it. You know, we're gonna. I'm sorry, I'm just not focusing. But yeah, I just learned like that in terms of. Uh, Production-wise, and and then uh, and
2: and as if Matthew McConaughey is not going to make a shitty movie again. I mean, come on. Whoa, dude! dude when, maybe, when was the last whoa. time, the last uh, time he made kidding. a bad movie? You're right. Oscar he's only makes winner. good ones ever since ever since um, the one about the AIDS. He's picked them uh, well. <laughs> okay.
3: You look, shitty movies are abundant. You know, they're all over the place. Uh, it was just, I was just—I have a friend who's an exec at a studio, and uh, she's helping me on a on a on a one sheet um, for my horror film that I, so I have a slate of films that I'm producing now and, um, and so she was just grilling me on my one sheet and I was telling her, I said, yeah, I think you're just jaded. She's like, what do you mean jaded? And I go, because you're just a studio, you know? And she was like, well, that's what you're trying to chase for. And I go, well, yes and no. Like, obviously we, I would love to do a studio film, like for a studio to give me money, but you know, this particular film, actually, i um, going independently trying to, fu- you know, finance outside of private, like private investors. So it doesn't really matter. And she was like, yeah, but you're still missing this, like this hook. And I was, you know, I was like, well, I disagree because this is my hook, you know? And she was like, yeah, but- for you give us a log line? That, What's
2: your movie about?
3: So the log line, so I don't fuck it up. Give me one
1: second. And is that, that it? it?
0: And then Austin's also wondering <laughs> if you guys are doing auditions right now.
1: Yeah, yes. I prepared a monologue. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shakespeare is that cool? Oh. <laughs> I,
3: I should know this by like by heart, but I'm work. Like I said, I've, I'm working on more than one project at at the time. Um, what is it? Oh, it's right here. Let's just do this.
1: You watch the the DVD, and you have seven days before you die. And when you say you're working, you're
2: writing it, you're producing yeah, it, both? Yeah, 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 so all the all above,
3: all the above. I am writing it, producing it.
2: And this is a feature film? Feature film. Feature Damn, dude, that's, film. That's, that's that's a whole bear of a project.
3: Yes, 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 okay, here we go. So, uh, so the log line, so there's a difference. There's like an intro line and a, and a, and a one, one sheet, there's you got your, in, your intro, and then you have your log line. So my intro, though, is The Walk Home is Urban, le- urban Legends meets Saw. But with, with a familiarity like Death and Taxes, everyone can relate. Okay? Mm. And so when she heard that, when she read that first, she was like, what the fuck is Death and Taxes? I was like, am I missing the movie Death and Taxes? And I said, no, no, no. This is why I said she was, like, out of touch. You it's know? the only thing that's guaranteed in life. Yes, Death and Taxes. And I said, I said are you kidding me? I go, see, that's why you're too plugged in. You, you've been in the studio system too long. When I'm saying death and taxes, I'm talking about eventually you will die and, eventually, and you have to pay taxes. And then she was like, oh, yeah, okay. you know. So, but the log line is when a studious, bright-eyed young woman decides to listen to her free-spirited friend, a simple walk home turns into a horrific and torturous
2: experience. Mm, cool. So, strong female lead horror. Female this movie's going to sell. She yeah. realizes she forgot her shoes. she has got to walk barefoot.
1: Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Diehard-esque. Yes.
3: So yeah. So like I, I literally was like just talking to her about it. I said, you know, she was debating with me, you know, giving me her feedback. And I just said, look, the, this goes back to the marketing for marketing research company. Now, my son, like I, I don't, I actually wa- like stumbled into that. So, you know, because I've been doing independent producing and, uh, you know, produced independent films, documentaries, and whatnot. And I got to the point where I just didn't want to work with anybody who I didn't trust. Um, so that just was very, you know, that's myself.
0: <laughs> so before before we jump into any of that stuff. Okay. Just so this so our audience isn't confused, and so I'm okay. not confused. Um, <laughs> Let's quickly break down the things that you do
3: now. Okay. So and then
0: let's and then we'll kind of just talk about like what have you done in the past that's gotten you to Yeah, a lot, lot, so, lot
3: of editing. So what are you so doing? Obviously zero editing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are you what
0: are you doing? I guess what are your your the hats that you're wearing now?
3: So the hats exactly. I'm doing right now is um, I work for the largest film and television market uh, marketing largest film and television market research company right so we run focus groups we help we work with all the studios and top production companies um we we test films from them you know we get the we run like i said we run the focus groups we do all the data we give them this big ass report um like
2: adam sandler you know. movies because those need some focus groups I
3: so it's funny that you said uh what's his name who the dude that you like the that's gonna in the new Raimi. bond yeah ramey so um, we tested the shit out of um, Bohemian Rhapsody. So, when no, I that's, test- that,
2: that's, a, that's a thing that had some problems with editing because Brian Singer originally left the project or got fired, yes. and then they bring in the guy who did Rocket Man, and yes. it was just like, yeah. Tough.
3: So, we initially, um, the company was hired. We, we did a small screening on a, on a studio lot.
2: By the way, I loved, I loved the movie though. Did you? Yeah, I'm a big fan of Queen and Remy Malek really, uh, it's not a perfect movie, but I'm a, I was, dude, it was really good. I'm a huge yes. fan of the Queen music, how it's integrated and Remy Malek brought it home by making Freddie Mercury a real person.
3: Yes, so that, see then that was what they were trying to do, right? The band, the filmmakers, they didn't, they were trying to just like make a celebration of his life. Whereas in the like, people who didn't care for the movie, they were like, we wanted more grittiness, right? We wanted to know more of his issues more of his struggle but that wasn't the film that they were trying to make you know um the yeah, movie well, what what was presented is what they wanted to make
2: roger so, taylor and brian may they were executive producing it so they're not gonna they're gonna keep it pg 13 yeah not yeah
3: so they were like but we, we we tested the film and i think in one of the focus groups somebody said hey we could see this up for a movie or not for a movie, but up for an Oscar. And so once any producer hears, you know, the Oscar word, they just like, oh shit. So we, they, they, man, we, it got to the point where we're just like, again, again, right? Again, really?
1: Uh, and what are some of those notes, like by those again stages that they, they would come back? I mean, It's like
2: pacing and story, it,
3: right? Yeah, a lot of it is pacing, right? Who do you like? Who do you connect? Uh, before I got with the company, there was a the movie Father Figure. It was, it's, a, it's a movie with Owen Wilson and uh, Ed Helms, right? Like, uh, we tested that. This is before me, so this is Hearsay. Uh, and it was like, they tested it, but something wasn't right. Like, it was just something wasn't clicking for the movie. And then uh, somebody had wrote and written in one of the surveys, like, "Hey, I can really see uh, Christopher Walken being one of the one of the dads." And uh, and then we didn't see it for like six months. And then we started testing it again. And and then when we were going down the cast, they're like, "Oh shit! What? What? Christopher Walken's not in this movie?" They had recast a, a role and they put in the reshot with Christopher Walken. And They retested it and then the movie, that people loved it, right? Liked it and they released it in that that way. So that's the power of testing a film, like doing the the market research for that, right? Um, This company has a 30 plus years database of all the top movies. Like, so we know what storylines people, you know, tend to gravitate towards what type of characters um you know so when you when you go in you just look also too like it testing a film also makes and breaks a first-time director so if he doesn't hit like a certain benchmark like they might not ever work again like if it tests poorly you know what i'm saying um has there
0: there ever, ever been a time where the testing was wrong like let's say the testing was saying this is not being received well And then they decide to go that way or they change something and then ends up actually backfiring.
3: No, no, because people are wrong because that's the thing, right? It's, I think, with film, us as filmmakers, you know, when we become self indulgent and we don't care if we, if the audience, you know, the people that we actually go and see our movies, uh, like it, that's when we get in trouble, right? And I feel we all have watched certain filmmakers become self-indulgent like i mean you could you could it's even musicians too right like you you know there are certain musicians or certain people bands who make great music and then all of a sudden you're like what the fuck is this shit right they just don't care you just get to a point where you just don't care and you're just making movies for yourself because they've already made their money and whatnot you know they don't care what the audience says you know i mean i've been a part of this there was a horror film we were testing and Man, when they got done, somebody from the audience yelled, "Worst fucking movie ever!" <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> you know, and the and filmmaker- then that was Paranormal Activity, and the filmmakers, <laughs> the filmmakers were were there. You know, and that's like the that's like the worst, right? When the filmmakers are there, and you know, and it just but knocked. then
0: they they recut the movie. I'm assuming, right? I mean, they,
3: you, got, you got to do what you can, right? There's the, only
0: so much you can do, right? Without unless you reshoot it.
2: Yeah, well, you obviously. Add a few more jump scares.
0: Yes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> more, more scary sound effects. Uh, creaky door. It becomes, okay, is it pacing? Is it storyline? Is it characters? You know, um, nine to ten times, they're not going to recast people, right? Because it costs a lot of money to go back and reshoot a lot of people's footage, right? Or scenes. Yeah. So, you know. so Unless you're Kevin
2: Spacey and you just got accused of, you know. Being well, that's, a yes, that is, that is different, right?
3: That is different. But that's, that's worth the different. money. <laughs> yeah because you're trying to make money not lose money right so um well you know that's the thing it's a lot of it is and what i see so it's funny to see um going into a movie screening and then having all the the feedback come back and then what a year later six months six months nine months later when a movie is released what what actually makes the the movie you know the, fun, the final cut um but it's yeah it's it definitely it's a it's a must i believe if you're not if you're not well versed as a filmmaker right and that's the toughest thing because a lot of times people don't know the whole process like some people are just you know uh, technical aspects in terms of like you know hey i was a grip or hey i'm a dp know but they don't know like or or even a a director is not a an actor's director right they don't know how to direct actors um or and they don't know how to tell a story like all this the service that that this company does helps you make a better a better commercial film
0: now is it is it it typical that not every will every big studio film go through this process I mean, like, let's say, for example, like, and I could be wrong, but I've heard like Nolan, Christopher Nolan has a lot of control over things.
3: So certain, like, obviously, like, you know, the Marvel movies, like they test, but like we don't test those, they test them themselves, like in-house, you know, cause this has to be secrecy and stuff like that. Um, but pretty much every big movie that comes, that comes through that a studio has, like it's tested. Yeah. Even if
0: the director doesn't agree, like, no, nah, I don't want to cut this scene. They're like, too bad.
3: I mean, there's just, it's just too much money, too much money at stake. Right. You know, I mean, granted, like, yes, Nolan Ryan, he, or is that not Nolan Ryan? Christopher Nolan. Nolan. Yeah. Christopher Nolan. He probably doesn't test or if he tests, he tests like within his group. Right. He'll watch the movie and like do, do notes and whatnot. But but that's also kind of I heard of, he like, just watches the movie by
0: himself and he makes the decision.
3: But that's the thing too, he's, right? He's the tester. Have you guys seen I'm just, Tenet? I'm just kidding. Did I'm just you guys kidding. watch Tenet? Not no, yet. I, I heard
0: that it's a it's a mind fuck. Most I people heard, didn't know what, what was going on.
3: So right? Like I heard the same thing. I heard it was good. It's a typical, you know, Christopher Nolan movie that you're
2: just kinda like, What? He set but the bar like, too high for himself, I think, and he didn't couldn't deliver. <laughs> why you gotta aim aim low. But is that (laughs) is that
3: is that the real thing though? That's the real question. Is it because is it the fact that you know that he set the bar too high, or is it the fact that you just don't you're just at a certain level and you just don't give a fuck? You don't care, (laughs) right? Because you're making your money, and you're just gonna do what you're gonna do, right? I feel
0: like that movie lost money, right?
1: It actually look blame COVID.
2: Yeah, it would have done
3: well. It was, well. The, only movie, it was or... the only movie in theaters and do theaters movie, were closed. Okay. Let, let's ask this simple
2: question. Do movies really lose money? Let's ask this the question. Is, yes. COVID, is COVID real? <laughs>
3: Just
2: kidding. <laughs> Depending on who you talk to, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Do, do movies lose money?
0: Ask this guy and he's saying that they're not. So, and I, and I, I think so. Go ahead. Anyway, sorry.
3: No, no, no. <laughs> like, do, do studio films really lose money? I would say
0: overall, overall, no, they make, they recoup, they recoup their money through other films. Money that I, I would say that films that they take losses on, they make their big money on like a Marvel movie or whatever and they recover all those, all that money.
3: Because I mean, technically what the media tells us, like pretty much every movie does shit, right? And then only the big movies make money. And if that was the case, any, any fucking company, any regular company, if they ran a business like that, they would not be in business anymore. So,
0: Right.
3: You know, that being said, the film and television is like the largest export in the United States. Right. Or it was a few years ago. I don't like I think Google is Google technically an export business. Uh,
1: I don't know, you know. But movies and entertainment is definitely in the top three. always. yeah.
3: So but so that that being said, how does how, do, how does that industry lose money left and right if it's the largest? Right. Or even top three industry.
0: I guess if you're, I guess if you're looking at it internationally, like, yeah, they probably recover all that money internationally, but like, let's say a, a movie costs 250 million and it grosses domestically a hundred million. I mean, you're a buck 50 in the hole, but you probably recover that
3: internationally. So it's, right? technically it never lost more it didn't lose money then.
0: If you, right. If you recover internationally. Yeah.
3: yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. what
0: about what about indie indie films though yeah that's that's a little tougher
3: so we do any film like we test any films too like that's you know um how much to
1: test in indie well
3: okay i don't i don't know what they i i just have a i like they try it's it's thousands of dollars to test the film
2: tens of uh, thousands or thousands
3: (laughs) No, it's tens. It's tens of thousands of dollars to test the film.
0: Austin has a short monologue
1: he wants to test right now. Okay, do
3: it. (laughs) Can I Venmo
1: you the ten thousand? No,
3: no, no. I won't won't charge you because I'm not the I'm not the company.
1: I don't. He he wants a full packed audience. He wants a full theater. I have a goddamn reel. I don't have a
3: monologue. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I can give you my expert opinion on on your reel.
2: You want to share your script? Share your screen. yeah there you
3: go. oh
0: that's really cool. all right man i don't know i was just joking around but if you guys want to do that I, no. well i gotta pull it up that's that's fine
3: <laughs> no but it's, <laughs> it's also it's funny too because like we've also worked with um with studios when they want to do an ip and literally they'll they'll bring in focus people in for focus groups and go what would you want to see would, do you want to see barney goes to hollywood do you want to see you know and then, and then next thing you know they're doing barney goes to hollywood right so yeah. they literally so not only do they buy scripts but then they within themselves they also try to think of like ips that are already that people want to see like is, is there a of,
0: certain actor that always tests well
3: i mean yeah like the rock right like people love the rock He's so know? damn
2: likable man it's very um, smart very smart with how he picks it you know
3: they it's always forgiving, right? People, you know, the nicest guy too. Cause he shows up to pretty much like every time we, we screen his films, like he, he shows up and he's like the nicest guy. Um, but yeah, that's not, that's not fake. He is a nice guy, but yeah. Um, what was it's so weird too. Cause like you, so initially when I, when I started this, like I said, I, I fell into it because a buddy of mine said, hey, do you, I just needed a side gig. And so I was just kind of like, just like a low man in the tone pole. And then I started seeing, because I didn't know much about it. And then as I got into it, I was like, oh, I could actually learn something from this. And that's that's my personality, right? I I, I like to learn things so I can better myself, you know, and, and kind of maneuver my way uh, in this industry. And um, then I, because I first saw like, oh making all these connections because we think that you know who you know is going to make you get somewhere right in this business and because like you know like I said like top like the top of the studios top production companies like you're meeting I'm dealing with them you know weekly and then I realized oh that that's not it it's the actual filmmaking process it's the knowledge of the focus group of kind of I like to say you know how did you guys ever see like the interview with Stallone, he said, like, yeah, when I started off, I worked at a movie theater, and that helped me become a better writer, because I saw how, where, there, where the transitions were between the first act and the second act and everything like that. That's the same thing for me. Um, it just made me a better writer, right? A better filmmaker, because I'm hearing and I'm seeing what audiences like, right? And then also at the same time, I'm hearing what this has the, the studios and the head of production companies, what their thought process of it, you know? Um,
1: Will you be know. testing your own feature? On
3: the
1: time uh, you got I three think I,
0: willing people to watch it right here.
3: <laughs> I, I don't know if I would test it to the fact of like hiring the company, right? I would hire the company I and mean, obviously they would help me because, you know, I've been working for them for, for a few years. But, and they've done that for other people, right, who've come up through, through the company. But unless I was totally not feeling the, my own film, I wouldn't, I, then I would hire them. You know, I, I mean, that's... You're saying it's not worth it to
1: spend the money for you.
3: Well, I think that's my secret sauce right now, right? True, true. Not, not, only, not only as I, as an, as an actor and a producer and a filmmaker, is that I'm in that. Right, that's part of the reason why people hire this company because of those, of that knowledge, right? Because at the end of the day, it's all it's all guesstimation, right? But it's an educated guess, you know. Um, I, but here's the thing, I, which I think is very very important, which is very pivotal for our industry, is that pretty much every everybody like every focus group is ready for diversity. Like they're tired of seeing the same actors, tired of seeing white actors. They just Whoa. want to see different Sorry, dudes. Like it's okay. My time they, was in the '90s.
1: But they, but they,
3: but they said the same white actors.
1: Like, okay, that's different.
3: Great. So they, unless they, like you're doing something that I haven't seen. So
1: yeah, yeah. I'm so no more, no more I did
3: see, Wilson. I did no, see no. a phenomenal short. You know, uh, of your dad or somebody's dad in the hospital.
1: Yeah, I
3: did. I did see Whoa. that Oh old, old, yeah. old Papua, yeah, um, Papua. But uh, yeah, so it's like I said, that's you know owning your your destiny, owning no, uh, you know, owning no, your well, who you are. And I realized, like, oh, because like I said, I could read something or I can watch something, and then you know, I always had that kind of like even like in acting class, right? When I always thought it was bullshit when you like you would get a scene. And you would do it and your acting coach would be like, or acting teacher would be like, yeah, you should have did this or did that. And then like, you go back and watch the movie and you see like Denzel or Russell Carell or something do, do it the way you do it. you know? And you're just like, see, you don't know shit because Denzel did it this way. So, but it's all, it's all subjective, right?
1: True.
0: Maybe Denzel wow. was wrong.
1: Well, it's like hell. Maybe you were subliminally copying Denzel. That is true, right? But if, but
3: if he did it, right? Yeah, that's why? true. <laughs> that's
1: true. Hey, so, have you? Uh, we have a lot of female audience members, a lot of male ones too, uh, that watch this podcast. Oh, um, I'm not gay. Oh, then next okay. question. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, uh, have you cast the lead female role yet no. for your feature? You no. talked about. Are you I am. At, what are you looking I am,
3: for? I am going Latina though
1: how are you going to catch?
3: X. Yeah, like Latina X, right? Like is that is that
1: It's the, it's for?
2: it's the new thing now. I just don't want you you know, I don't just don't want this clip resurfacing years later when you called it a Latina, <laughs> you
3: know. <laughs> 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 or Lat Latinx, right? Is that it's what it La- is? It's, yeah. La- it's Lat
2: Latinx. Latinx,
3: yeah. But well, I said Latina cuz obviously cuz for the film. Right. Yeah, but
0: yeah. Lat X means basically it could be a woman or it could be a guy, it doesn't matter. There's yeah. no there's no pronoun. There are no genders. That's exactly. Some, There's no some, generals. Something that's we all know.
2: Yeah. So. Anyways, it's what are you boundaries. looking for besides besides Latina, Latinx, Latinx? Besides that, what else are you looking for in a, a female lead?
3: It really depends on like what what the for this for the this movie or just in general.
2: But no, for that movie. The, look. So that's what I'm saying. It's less general for this movie. You need something who's, who's sensitive, who is uh, sensual, powerful, funny.
3: I think just honest, right? I think since all of us as actors we that term honest like honesty, that's like don't phone it in, right? Like earlier on when I was acting, I like I used to I used to get called out and said, Dude, you're John Wayne it. Stop being John Wayne. <laughs> you know, I was like, What do you mean? Like what does that mean? It's like like you're showing, right? I used to like supposedly Hey, like you're indicating yeah like hey like this is this is what it's gonna be and yeah you're gonna like it because I'm gonna charm <laughs> the pants out of you <laughs> right so but uh yeah so no it's just honesty right what do you guys look for and like when you guys do your stuff well we cast
1: our friends primarily because we know a bunch of actors
2: so we already know like the people who are you know the
1: people we have who some would work. yeah like we have such a pool of people that we you know work with in class with I look for somebody like, who's, like, we're, yeah
2: who 's going to show up who's going to uh, you know who just know is going to deliver in whatever way uh, so I'm not going to complain
3: but here 's the, here's the thing, right us as actors like so in the other in my other projects that i 've cast in the past, it literally is that you are looking like it 's funny because before I started doing my own shit, I hated when. Like casting directors and and uh, producers say, look, this we want you to do well. Like we want you just to take that role, and that's it. Legitimately, is like I want. Like when I cast people, I want someone to show up and just just do the work, right? And just and and just show me something maybe I didn't expect, you know? And um, look, and when I used to audition a lot. I used to get in that trap of just phoning it in, not phoning in, in the sense of, um, of not, not putting it on my all just phoning it in of just like, Oh, this is the same song and dance. This is just another episodic, or this is just an, just going through the motions. That's what I mean by phoning it in, you know, actually doing the work and, and taking the time, but, that's why I also don't like the auditioning process because I don't feel... Well, first off, when you're on set, you're never given, what, 30 seconds to a minute just to fucking kill it, right? Like, that's take after take after take after take after take, like, you, you can do it, right? So that's what I always thought was pretty funny. Um, so I'm very gener- generous when we cast. Like, I, I wanna see people do well, you know,
1: because do you have a casting director that you've worked with a bunch or do you do No, that
3: yourself? we so we we've, we've worked with different casting directors um so but right now we don't have one uh because like i said we're still we're still fundraising for, for it right now with this. this this is a new production company so you guys actually my partner actually you guys interviewed before Josanne, right, right? yeah Josanne. oh yeah, nice yeah. is it Josanne marie yeah we she's we the best practicing. she's awesome yeah. I
0: mean, so. why is she just not so funny in her own? Come on, Josanne. Don't best <laughs> selling author. Stop selling asking people for money. Just pay for it. Just kidding. No, I love she, Josanne. She's amazing. That's I, something that you're gonna I'm have to do. I'm a ask huge fan
3: her of hers. So
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey uh <laughs> Cy, <laughs> I? Did I uh, unless we want to talk more about Josanne, but I had a, I had a question <laughs> for you based on uh I saw you did a full th- full-length documentary based on the works of Dr. Stephen Greer. You know anything about that? That guy's a huge UFO guy, dude. Do, are aliens real? Uh, that was a hugely <laughs> successful documentary. I'd love to hear about that. So,
3: wow. So initially what happened was I was the the director, right? He's also the, the principal of the Prussian company. I was introduced to him um, because I had a lot of money connections. And so he had a a feature film, a found footage film that he wanted to direct and produce. And so we were meeting together in terms of to get that film off the ground. And then uh, his funding fell through. And then he was like, wait, 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 like, I really like you. I really want to work with you. So, um, because the found footage film was about UFOs, he had built a community around that whole UFO, you know, people, right. And Stephen Greer, Dr. Stephen Greer was one of those people. And he was like, um, he's considered, if you guys don't know, one of the like, forefathers of UFO, UFOlogy, UFOlogists. Is that what it is? Right? Is he? Like,
2: I, I don't know. Tell me about that. Do yeah, you believe yeah, him? No, do you believe like,
3: him? Do, do I believe him? This is what I say. He was abducted, right? He says he was abducted. I, he says he was abducted. So my thing is this if 1% of his shit is real or even a half a percent of the shit is real, it's fucking mind blowing. Okay. Like supposedly he has these fail safes all around the world that if he ever gets taken out all this, all this shit's it'll come out, it'll come out. But, um, I want to see it. Take him out. It's weird because so I don't know. So the, the director at the time when we, we're filming it and making it. Um, his father. So he's from Milwaukee. and His father. His he is a he's Sikh, uh, Sikh religion, right? And Sikh is a Sikh or Sikh Sikh. Sikh. Yeah. And
2: he might be sick though. These are trying times. He's got COVID.
3: But he. I don't know if you guys remember back in the day. They. There was this delusional ex-military guy, who shot up a Sikh temple. And actually, and his dad, the director I think of the I remember
0: dad, actually, yeah. yeah,
3: he was the the president of the temple or the head of the temple, and he literally went in and he was he was murdered. Um, wow! Which which was weird because they said when they went in, all the cameras went off for like minutes, and where his father was was um, in his office. So you like you just don't stumble to his office, right? Like the guy knew where his office was, you know, so we were having these, these thoughts and, and delusions of, oh, shit, is the, the UFO people, the government trying to shut us down? Or is it a coincidence that his father was murdered? So... So not, are, i don't know <laughs> i i really don't either and to this day I don't, I don't know because i don't really believe in coincidences you know what i'm saying like but do you the, believe
0: do you believe in ufos like aaron asked you
3: i do i do believe in aliens i do ah, I, I think I, you're I one think, of those people huh <laughs> okay
0: okay to to be thanks
3: to for the tuning extent, into the
0: podcast to um, the yeah. extent
3: of like do you guys well do you guys believe in aliens i want one like you i do and hey, this, this is
0: about you, man, not us. Yeah. Right, so. so Austin does.
2: I do believe that there's, you know, life out there. I don't know if I believe every guy's story about how he got anally right. probed. Unless he goes on like right. Art Bell or something, then I'm like, right. yeah, this guy's telling the truth.
3: <laughs> Johnny? Uh
0: I think so. I'm on the fence a little bit, but like I have seen like a lot of like interviews and documentaries about there was that there's that one. Documentary I saw on Netflix, and he was also the dude that
2: was on uh Chiller*. Yeah, that guy. Um, oh yeah, that's um, what's his name? I don't know, but it's the famous guy who like used to work at like Area 51. He worked he, like, at he, Area 51. Well, he well, worked on did, the air. Yeah. He
0: worked on the aircraft. And he actually
2: they, stuff that I mean, it, some of the stuff that he has said in the past has been proven to be correct. So it's like, oh, that's pretty
1: interesting.
0: I mean, the way he described it is how when he was working on this aircraft at the time in that time period that technology was nowhere near human existence like there was no yeah. way they possessed that technology and so what they were looking at was literally something that was like it was unexplainable like it you couldn't there wasn't even words to explain how it worked because we didn't have that technology we didn't possess it so they knew there was this aircraft or something that they he was studying and like was this power source long. too like this. right right they were just like we don't have anything like that in the world
3: so, so you guys are going be? way too deep than what I go through. <laughs> I just say, this is what I say. You're just like, say, yeah, man,
0: whatever. <laughs> I just say that
3: the universe, like we are just, the universe is too big for us to be the only things living in it. That's, that's the, that's the furthest or deepest extent. No,
2: no, let me ask you, Si. So that implies somewhere out there in some given time in the world's history, there is aliens. So if that's true, do you think aliens have pets? Or where are the pets.
3: Because, oh, dude, that's a whole nother fucking can of worms, dude, right? Because <laughs> then we're then then are we talking about, are we living in a matrix, right? Like, is this real, real
2: reality? Well, we're not their pets, unless, you know, we might be. But like, I'm just saying, like in a distant world somewhere, are there little alien pets? I like I to would,
3: think that there are. I would have to say yes. I would, I would really have to say yes, because why do we have pets, Right.
2: Yeah, I don't know, but, man.
0: I saw I saw the one with Jet Li. Multiple dimensions. There's me somewhere out there. There's a hundred copies of me out there. So,
3: I I I don't discount that either. Oh yeah, that was right? a good
0: one, dude. That was a fun movie. That was Jason great. Statham, Chase. I mean, come on, dude. Wasn't was like,
2: Jackie didn't Jackie Chan do a movie like that? Where there's different um, versions of him in different dimensions?
3: No, I don't think so. That
2: that's,
0: was that was Jet
3: Li. I think
2: Uh,
1: that's
3: you being racist. I
0: I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say (laughs) it. All
2: right. Yeah, it was probably gently. That was a good, that was a good movie. That was a good movie.
3: (laughs) Not all Asians look alike. Ooh,
0: ooh, anyway. Well, so, okay, so obviously you have all these, these, you're doing the marketing stuff that's been heavy. What is, what is your, I guess, what's your main focus now or what is your ultimate goal?
3: So the ultimate goal is just to tell stories, right? To make, to make change. Like, to make films, to make television that actually, you know, as corny as it sounds, representation matters, right? Um, and that's kind of like running, you know, like the whole thing about me running away from like knowing martial arts and stuff like that. Um, just kind of really not owning up to me being an Asian American, right? Um, but it, it kind of turned to me, It something switched with me because like, I was like, I was looking for a car one day years ago and then um, went to CarMax and this young kid, you know, like, I don't know early twenties. And we just, he was a sales guy and he was, he was Vietnamese and we were talking and he was like, yeah, I went to the military and cause I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I went to the military and then I, I'm done. Um, I'm, I'm training MMA. And I go, Oh, so you want to fight? And he's like, no, I don't want to fight at all. I hate fighting. I just love training. I just don't know what else to do right and then i was and i asked him i said well if you saw more asians just in general on just in the media would you like were doing other things like would you do it and he was like yeah probably because i just felt like i had no nothing else to do and this is a kid who grew up in los angeles right you're not you're not in the small town Midwest like where I was. You know, you're not from a small country or a third world country or anything like that. You know, this is a kid growing up in his, in the 90s and 2000s in Los Angeles, where pretty much you can if, if you want to do anything, you can do anything what you want. And because he was not seeing himself anywhere right in the media, he just felt like he. Had no, no options, which is so ironic. So not ironic, but so weird to me, right? Whereas, in I grew up in an earlier time in the Midwest, you know, surrounded by white people, and I felt like I could do whatever the fuck I wanted, right? Even though I was from a small town. Which state? Iowa. Born, raised in Iowa. Ohio. No. Oh, really? Yep. Nice. Where Cleveland?
1: That's the big city. I tell people, but thirty miles, Columbus.
3: Thirty,
1: mi- Columbus, 30, 30 miles east. Hey, hey, we're getting more specific. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chardon, Ohio, which is thirty Chardon. miles east of okay. Cleveland. And how big? How big was your your town? Town, I, I forget. But school, like we had like three hundred in our graduating class. Same, it was like I yeah. two
3: ninety nine. I had two ninety nine. Yeah.
2: So, so not too big.
3: Yeah like our town at the time was like 28,000. I think, I think right now it's like around 26 or something like that.
2: Damn.
0: But that's small. Yeah.
3: 28,000 people. Yeah. So wow. just, so you just basically just, you know, that's what also Josette and I gravitated towards, right. Uh, my partner. So uh, for the production company it was just because she wants to make change as well and positive right. change, obviously. Right. And so, and that's my goal. My goal is just to, um, because I got tired of going up for stuff and, you know, being told, "Oh, you're too tall," or like we're looking for this type and you're not that type, or Asians don't open films. Like that was the biggest reason too. Of, like doing this whole, you know, marketing research was is like, do you really do the studios really think that way? And
2: I mean, that's what kind of goes unsaid, right? Asians don't open films. They don't say it out loud. Dude. Yeah.
3: Just like they have large penises.
2: Okay. <laughs> so right, breaking a stereotype. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: So, so when yeah. we working in the marketing uh, stuff, did you, what did you discover? Is do they really say that stuff? Is that how they really feel? All
3: right. Yeah, we so we were testing this this large comedy, right? Mm.
2: What's the name of it? We love comedies,
3: dude. I don't know. I can't really. Who's in it? Type it in the chat. Type it in the chat. We'll just just
0: guess. We'll guess what it is.
3: (laughs) No, you you can type it in. Big, uh, big, big comedian. Female comedian. Amy Schumer. um, And... And, oh, and, and, the, and
2: LeBron James is in the movie, right?
3: <laughs> Trainwreck? No, 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 not that movie, not that movie. But oh, with Bill Hader, the, no,
1: that's the same one. You said, said, said it was a girl. You uh, 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 said it was a girl. With Goldie Hawn or whatever. Oh, yeah, that movie, no why oh. She only has like five. <laughs> and, and,
3: but so a movie with a female comedian. Um, Tiffany Haddish. Um, so All she, right. like, oh, no, no, not All Tiffany right. Haddish. All but, right. And then, so the main producer walks like after we you know the the movie started and everything like and they're looking at the demographic of who showed up right the audience who showed up in there and she was like she saw that there was i think like six or seven percent asians in the audience and she said uh why is there so many fucking asians in here like there's no (laughs) asians in this movie There's no
0: Asians in this movie,
3: yeah. She's like, Why why are they watching this movie? Like, why are they coming to watch this movie? (laughs) We want the whites, and uh, well, that's but that's the thing, right? They people Hmm. think people, certain people in Hollywood think that you need certain you know, certain ethnicities only go watch their own kind, but as we know, if a good movie is a good movie, we go watch it, right? So So, so do do people think that way i would say yes do asians love amy schumer we don't know i don't know i don't know as a i can't speak as a as as the whole asian race right because that's true there's so it like, is amy schumer okay I, you know. <laughs> i'm still I, trying to still try I, I, I don't know i don't know you're gonna get me you're gonna get me trouble you're gonna get me sorry trouble. dude yeah you you're nah, never nah.
0: said anything we're just taking guesses your yeah. so.
3: your ma- your massive fan base is gonna like next thing you know like <laughs> Uh, i'm gonna be roasted i'm gonna be roasted by my
0: mom's gonna send you a message on instagram <laughs> These people
1: They're really like upset me. that would be <laughs> so, nice some That'd publication is
3: gonna is gonna quote me and say syphonie said that hollywood's racist well
1: <laughs> i would love that kind of press for this podcast but I, mean, you're
2: right. uh, I i don't think you're the first to say that though so
1: yeah I, f- I feel pretty <laughs> i feel pretty do you feel pretty?
3: No, it was at the movie. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I can't confirm or deny. All right, all right. All anyway,
2: right, guys, right. we've been going for a pretty long time. Let's uh, I know, I know. Let's get to final questions. So, then we'll talk uh, off mic and you can tell us all do
3: about we, I can tell you so many, there's so many different stories, like different aspects. Like I, I think Johnny and I talked about like-
2: all, We've, we've like, got on tangents,
3: yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different things, right? Like your whole, what is your viewership, like what is your viewership like? What do you guys like? Mm. The, Whole lost theme them. is surviving lost you. hollywood
1: right? no i still got him you, did that do you I, no. I i i still heard you wait i can't hear not, you anymore oh, what there our, it goes. what's our demographics i'll look no, it up no, right no. now no like
3: what like no what is no what do you guys like the whole your whole theme is surviving hollywood right so
2: yeah. i mean what you know, do i like in what way what do you mean
3: no what do you guys what do what do, what's your whole stick you guys started this this podcast because you're trying to survive hollywood trying to yeah people, well i mean the, or... the,
0: the thing is that like at least for me personally like one of the reasons i wanted to do this this podcast is because i'm interested in like i love movies and i love the whole filmmaking process and everything so i want to hear from people that are working in the industry about what they do and it could be an industry that i'm not familiar with so i could learn better and i think it also makes me a better actor writer producer all that stuff um so that was one of the reasons why I wanted to do it. And I also like, I love hearing stories about stuff. You know what I mean?
2: Like about
0: how this got started or this happened. You know, like it's interesting to me.
2: Yeah, same thing with me. And I just like, you know, connecting with people. It's a good way to, if you, you know, if you work with somebody, you probably not a great chance to ever see again. You say, hey, I'd love to, if you come on the podcast, love to talk to you about your story. And then all of a sudden, oh, it's just like uh, another way for us to connect.
3: Yeah. I mean, all of it's good. I've actually listened, I listened, I did my homework. I listened to some of you you guys' stuff. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) Which episodes? What episode did you like?
3: Uh, The recent one that I actually, right before today was the one with, uh, what's his name? Is it Reno or is it Renee? uh, The guy from Stewart?
0: Renee. Oh yeah. Renee Moran. Nice. That was a
3: great one. He was good. Um, But yeah, like the little gems, like it's, I mean, I've been there. I, I, I just been, I did every aspect of, of the industry to the point where, I mean, I was fundraising and I, I pretty much, no, I didn't pretty much. I blew up a guy who had a Ponzi scheme who had, he was, he had people in like uh, Russell Capital, which is in Canada. It's like one of the largest uh, hedge funds in the world. And he had somebody at uh, Mike Dell's, um, you know, Dell Computer and mm. his hedge fund. And because uh, there was a time too when I first started producing. Is that company still around Dell? Dell Computer? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I remember um, the guy that did like got caught smoking weed. The guy that was like, dude, you're get, getting, getting a Dell. And he got caught smoking weed or something that was done. But I, don't know.
3: <laughs> I met a guy who he claimed to be a billionaire. And, uh, you know he Became he actually, president oh. he no yeah right no this guy freaking uh he w- he was a hustler he was he ran a uh, ponzi scheme and he had, had people in all these like hedge funds and vouching for him that he had money in right and he never asked me for money but like a whole year's worth of work like that, that's me. how they
2: groom you dude
3: yeah i know it was crazy and then the the craziest thing was the fact that he i knew through how we met which was was weird um, sketchy itself but he was at a gas station in Calabasas right and uh, this and this gas station had tons you know because a lot of celebrities live up there and he had tons of connections so he met actually uh, what's his name Dr. Dre's bodyguard so his end game was to make money for this bodyguard to get to Dr. Dre and so initially he, the bodyguard gave him 40,000. And then like in a month's time made him 200,000, you know? And he was trying to, trying to get back mm. Dre. But at, you know, at this whole time, finally he was like, hey, I want you to head up um, my production company. And we're gonna, like, we did paperwork and I was waiting for, you know, it was like a hundred million dollar uh, film fund that he was gonna put me in charge of. And so we were like, it, like I worked, him and my producing partner at the time, we worked together like to get A-list like projects and people on board, and we were ready to go. And for like a month time, we were waiting for contracts. And then he never asked us for money. And then at the last second, he because he was hurting, he wanted for money. So then, and we we vetted everybody, you know, and for some reason something didn't sit well. So we went back and we talked to the HR at these places, and HR was like. Yeah, these people are real. Never heard of this guy. They should never vouch for the money and blah blah blah. So we blew up his Ponzi scheme, and so he like so he's on the run now. So like I remember, like I got sounds a, like uh like the fire yeah. festival. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it it was crazy. Um, but just, well, like, I I, feel, I fell for too. one of
0: those schemes years ago, and I gave somebody a bunch of money. So did you really? Yeah. No, uh, it, I swear I did. How much, How much money? Uh, well, I mean, it's not a lot compared to, on the grand spectrum of things, but like I definitely twenty bucks is twenty bucks. Dude. I definitely threw away a lot of
3: money there. Well, but what what was that scenario though? What was the scenario? It was uh,
0: it was well, this is not film related, but it was when I used to do um, when I used to be a nightclub promoter, mm-hmm. and I was had been trying to graduate to setting up live shows like concerts, big concerts, big events. That was my goal, uh-huh. and uh, I was trying to set up a show with Ti. Mm. and um a guy that i had worked with like through like a connection told me that he had a dude that was going to get ti on the show and a couple of other well-known rappers and to do a show in vegas and we bought into it and i basically gave this dude a bunch of money because i would never met the guy but um we had talked before many times and the guy that vouched for him because I, the guy I that voucher room, I knew him. I had worked with him and I felt good about him. But as soon as we gave that dude that money it has gone.
1: He bounced. That sucks, dude. Yeah. A cautionary
2: tale. It was. I was I was bitter for a long time, dude. Isn't the what isn't T I the guy who says mo money, mo problems though? So That's big. <laughs> <No. Nah. laughs> <Nah. laughs> nice
1: try
0: though. <laughs> nice try. <laughs>
1: uh but it was a learning lesson man i mean i still wish i had that money but you know hey we should wrap up the podcast and talk off mic because yeah we like to keep it on but
0: anyway so um where can our audience find you dude and uh if they want to if they want auditions for this movie you're doing (laughs) they gotta stand by
3: but the the production company is called double eight double eight entertainment um we have we have four feature films that we're going to get off the ground and we have three episodics, um, that we're working on as well. Um, we're also working on a live stream, uh, Josanne, you know, her one woman show we're doing that. So there's a lot of big things, a lot of big things going down, but, um, they can always find me. Ooh, on Instagram, even though I, I took a hiatus from Instagram guys, cause.
0: Or, Whatever you if if you don't want to use IG if there's something else another platform or if you don't have anything that's fun uh, it, too
3: that's it like I have a Twitter but I'm never on Twitter I don't like social media guys, are it, you sucks, guys I hate it are you guys no, social media people
2: yeah I got the basics you're very apprehensive about plugging your social media <laughs> no
3: no no <laughs> no because I'm not just on give us it. your that's number why. and
2: your email dude come yeah. on so
3: man I, so my so my my IG is just sipony x a y p a n i I think that's it right okay um. Mm. I think my twitter might be the same but I'm n- I never check twitter right the the production company has an ig though right i uh, yes yeah, especially is double a entertainment there you go i follow um, i follow that do you really uh, cuz see josanne she's in charge of that like oh yeah i follow because you know, of josanne yeah, yeah tell
0: her to tell her it's messed up that you guys unfollowed me it's not cool. <laughs> did we
3: did we unfollow oh, you I'm just <laughs> I think we, we, I think we promote the shit out of you, right?
0: <laughs> I didn't ask for any of that, dude. But thank you, thanks, Jezanne.
2: Uh No, anyway.
3: I, I, no I, I promoted your shit too. Come on, dude. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. I'll,
2: I, you guys, thank you, guys. You didn't need to do that, but that's uh, cool. S- suddenly, he is on Instagram promoting your shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only no, thing because
3: of, no, because of because of everything. Um, you know, you know how I like you know, social media is like you just become yeah. consumed by it. Yeah. I literally because of our projects and all the deadlines that i had to meet like i just i just had to shut it down and and just get focused so i've been off ig for two weeks so what have i missed
2: nothing dude good for he, you you missed Bob, a bunch of likes biden biden won I don't, like, did he yeah Who? what joe joe, joe? yeah hey man they're doing
0: anyway. a account right now so hey yeah anyway yeah uh,
3: so yeah siphony x-a-y-p-a-n-i uh that's our double a entertainment it's gonna be good. Like we're gonna we're gonna pop off. Like we're gonna make some good films. Um, well, when you guys have
0: auditions for that movie, let us know. Make sure to yes. plug it. And uh, dude, thank you for
3: fluffers. Uh... <laughs> Not <laughs> me. A, Not me. That's <laughs> easy. That's easy. That's easy. <laughs> that's easy
2: cool. Uh, Sy, si, uh, thank you so much for coming on, man. Oh, thanks for having me.
3: Did we did we talk about anything? I we hope talked guys... about it. A, a we'll dude. see. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, dude. Maybe part two or part three. I'd love it. It'll definitely be a part two for sure. Too much. I appreciate it, guys.